Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Ooh-wee. That's right. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula alongside the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. Rodrigo Mendoza is on the ones and twos for us this evening. Uh, appreciate you rocking with us right here on our final hour of the, our broadcast on this Tuesday evening here in the Metroplex. You can always get involved with the program by texting into the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053. We're uh, from the 469. They say, uh, no Squidward in the SpongeBob Super Bowl broadcast is messed up. And to that I say, hey, man, SpongeBob just going to bring the vibes down. You know, we need good vibes. It's the Super Bowl. <laughs> Can't be having somebody uh, harsh the mood. Uh, you can also see us on twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam or uh, go to YouTube. 105 through the fan on YouTube as well. You can get involved with this. Uh, shout out to Here We Go. Shout out to Loki Joker. Shout out to Blake Alexander. Opie World, Swaggy Booties, all of the uh, all of the usual suspects hanging out mm-hmm. in, uh, in the virtual lounges, hanging out with the Get Right on 105. We appreciate the fan. y'all. Absolutely. 100%. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we'll do a little buy or sell on this Tuesday evening. But right now, it's time to get some headlines on this evening um, when it comes to sports. Some breaking news, I guess, in a way. Um, in in baseball is the word that I was looking for. I was like, in in what am I trying to say? Baseball is the word. Baseball. A few trades have happened thanks to uh, the winter meetings, and I know Jeff Passan has reported on these. Alex Verdugo uh, is being sent to the Yankees in a big time trade. Um, Alex Verdugo, the former Red Sox outfielder. Um, is being traded to the Yankees, and this is only the hmm. seventh trade in the last half century between the Yankees to, and the Red Sox. Those two teams, they don't trade. That's right. Not amongst each other. It rarely happens. Not since Babe Ruth deal. That's right. This and is only the seventh time. Why would you do it after that one, right? Once you, once <laughs> that one happens, like, no, 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 we not messing with y'all yeah. at all. Uh, in this instance, Alex Verdugo was acquired by the Yankees from the Boston Red Sox, um, and so the 27-year-old is going to try and improve the Yankees' offense. Um, actually, this is the eighth, rather, the eighth trade between okay. the rivals since the start of the divisional era in 1969. So the Red Sox received right-handers Richard Fitz, Greg Weissert, and uh, Nicholas Jud- Juddis. I don't know how to say his name. I apologize to that gentleman. He ain't famous um, name yet. In the deal. So Verdugo obviously has been in Boston for the last four seasons. Um, and so he's the main return, in, and he was rather even the main return in the trade that sent Mookie Betts to the Dodgers. You and know, so he moves on from Boston. He will now be wearing the pinstripes uh, for the Yankees. Boston, Red Sox, and the New York Yankees don't trade amongst each other very often. Mm-hmm. This is only the eighth time. The Yankees also hardly ever, never trade with the Mets. 
or the Giants hardly ever, never. I'm talking about not the San Francisco Giants. The but New the York New York Giants, Giants yeah. hardly, never trade with the Jets. They never trade with the Jets. I mean, I feel like they did recently. They like, did recently. That's yeah. how I only know that. Yeah, number. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so kind of an odd thing that happens there. Uh, but yes, there is a trade. And what I believe what that does is that opens up uh, an opportunity for the Red Sox, who I believe are going to get a little active um, in trying to, you know, maybe, maybe get um, some some bats for their outfield as well. Uh, the New York um, Yankees, according to Jeff Passan, are probably out, or no, probably not out of the Juan Soto uh, sweepstakes, even as they acquire Alex Verdugo. Other moves uh, in the baseball landscape, Jeff Passan also oh, wait, letting wait, us I, know. I Sorry. got the answer on this thing. Yes, on please. The New York Jets and the New York Giants. When they traded uh, for Leonard Williams. Yes, it was Leonard Williams. That's Leonard right. Williams. That was the first time they had ever traded with each other. Ever. Ever. I don't think I realized that that Isn't was that crazy. I just knew it was rare. Mm-hmm. They said ever. There you go. Isn't that crazy? Uh, apparently, rivals can, in fact, do business. And the Yankees and Red Sox are uh, doing that for the eighth time since 1969. The, the Pirates, Pittsburgh Pirates, are also been acted. They're acquiring left-handed starter Marco Gonzalez in a trade from the Braves. The Braves uh, having some, letting some folks go in this mm-hmm. instance. Um, the Braves will send cash to the Pirates and receive a player to be named later. They so. must really like their farm system because Atlanta's just a solid team. It really organization. is. It really is. Um, so I don't know if this is necessarily accounts or you know calls for. Uh, you know, the, the hot stove to get active necessarily, mm-hmm. right? Because we're kind of waiting on these things to pick right. up in a way uh, for the winter meetings. But at least some things have been happening. At least something's at happening before Christmas. Come on. God bless. Yeah, like let's – and, I mean, hopefully Shohei Otani, you know, we we hear something like Jared Sandler says, we hear something um, starting this week. And it, we do seem to believe largely that, you know, once Shohei Otani moves, that that will maybe get this thing jump-started. And then we can have the real fun of baseball, um, you know, mm-hmm. the baseball offseason going. Because mm-hmm. we've really made all these offseasons into sports of them, their own, right? Football, we get to free agency. Mm-hmm. Basketball in particular, that mm-hmm. first uh, night of free agency when we hear about all the tampering that's not tampering. Mm-hmm. Um, and so baseball, it'd be nice if we can get this offseason popping or this you know, winter meetings popping in a fun way. Here's how you'll know the Otani thing is heated up. Mm-hmm. Somebody will say, a real estate person was buying a house for Otani that's right. in Highland Park. That's right. Well, I don't know if it'll be Highland Park. It may be somewhere in the Toronto, greater Toronto area as the Blue Jays uh, general manager was taking questions uh, from the winter meetings, not at the winter meetings, which is kind of weird because the whole idea of the winter meetings is for everybody to was be there. Was he Zooming? Yes, he was Zooming in. Uh, and so... He was taking some questions about them being interested? Just his regular media availability. Obviously, the winter meetings is where it, it's one of these, you know, meetings. Right. In, so of, he was busy the, with maybe somebody who wasn't on the screen in the and, Zoom. And he wouldn't. He didn't tell us exactly what he was doing, but this he was person, forthcoming. Was about, this person on the screen that we didn't see have a nice little dog? It's possible. It is possible. And so <laughs> there is there is some thoughts that maybe, <laughs> just maybe, that general manager for the Blue Jays was, uh-huh. um, you know, not in... Not in the the winter meetings because he was trying to, you know, general manager Ross Atkins was maybe trying to facilitate a deal for Shohei Otani. You never, never know. know. And by the way, did you hear what C.Y. had to say about Otani? I missed it. C.Y. at the winter meeting said, we can afford any free agent out there that we want. Mm, and talk what that we talk. Do, and what we do is we look at the short term, the long term, and how it affects all the different levels. I'm paraphrasing what he said. But he basically... 
would not deny or get you know what I'm saying. Would not confirm nor deny. Yeah, he, yes, he, sir. He said, "I'm not going to address that particular situation." But guess what? We can get anybody we want. I like it. I like it. All that's left is to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, I if believe the situation in him, arises. They're ready. I believe in him because he has done enough to yes, win this has. win this team a World Series championship. And along those lines, Chris Young did make some moves today. Uh, the Rangers signed reliever Kirby Yates to a one-year, $4.5 million deal. It was a bounce-back season for, for the Yates, uh, or for Yates last year with the Braves. Uh, he's a 37-year-old, and he had a 3-2-8 ERA um, in 61 appearances for the Braves. Struck out 80 in yeah. about 60 in, a, in 60 in a third innings. And so, you know, before he's coming off that Tommy John. Yes, he missed in mm-hmm. the entire season in 2021. Uh, 2022 was a bounce back year with yeah. the Braves. And then ultimately, he looks really good. He has an opportunity to come into your bullpen and give you uh, quality you know, innings. A swing and miss stuff, apparently, yes, according strikes. to our, according to Jared Sandler. And more swing and miss stuff is not going and to be. And they said that, mad, uh, of course, CY and uh, Bochi know him from the Padres. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's where he was outstanding was with those Padres. Um, some really sad news in the general basketball space came last night, and I believe this happened, or at least I learned about it after the program, after we, after we got off the air. Um, there seemed to be a loss of life when it came to a game, um, or when it came to one of these in-season tournament games, not on the court, uh, but at the Pelicans-Kings game in Sacramento, a fan attending the game at Golden One Center had a medical emergency during the first oh, quarter. Man. And and passed away, according to the Kings. They said in, in a statement, um, they didn't give us very much. Apparently, emergency personnel uh, immediately responded to the incident and administered CPR. However, uh, efforts were unsuccessful. And so the Kings said, quote, the organization offers its deepest condolences, condolences to the guest family and loved ones. And that's pretty much all they gave us. They didn't get us into get into detail, and I imagine that's for privacy reasons. Mm-hmm. But really sad to hear that, you know, obviously you had Things somebody lose happen, their life yeah. at, at a stadium. By the way, uh, for those who weren't keeping up on the court, uh, Pelicans won that game against the Kings, knocked them out of the tournament. Yes, uh, the Pelicans move on. What was our other game in that one? That was um, the Eastern Conference game. That was Pacers-Celtics. And the Celtics, again, losing in a— blown out. Yeah, losing in, in a, in a not-fun way in a tournament where they probably had uh, the, were the favorites in some ways. You know what? I'm going to say something else as well. Yeah, that's their history lately. Those, the, those Indiana Pacers, we're going to have to put some more respect on their name and say, Rick Carlisle's Indiana Pacers. Yeah, Rick Carlisle got these boys running up and down. Man. Defense is a little optional, Man. however, but they'll put up a good 150 on you mm-hmm. in a pretty consistent way. And got so, a good little guard, man. Tyrese Halliburton, very, the very good deal. at basketball. Very, very so good at basketball. One of the better offensive players in this league, I mean, to the point where people, I know that uh, Zach Lowe of ESPN has invoked his name near Luka Doncic when he talked about offensive players, and that's high praise understanding uh, from this Metroplex. Did you hear about Luka and Dirk? I did. In fact, you want to hear about this. Uh, Dirk, this yes. was on, uh, was this on the All Smoke podcast Yes, as it well? was, Dirk. Uh, we I will, think we have the audio we do have Lucius the, was we, playing it. We do have the audio. This is audio. This is uh, Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Famer Dirk Nowitzki talking about Luka Doncic and uh, the end of his career. My, my end of career wasn't pretty. You know, we were struggling. There was some talk of tanking going on, and we, we needed a little spark plug to, to, to change things. I didn't think there was going to be this kid. Uh, I didn't think <laughs> it was going to be this kid. When he walked in the first time here in this practice facility, you know, he looked at he's sick. He's a big boy, but I'm like, uh, I'm not sure this is going to work. Is he quick enough? Is he athletic enough to go by guys like he is in Europe? And 
So there were there were plenty of doubts there from from everybody on the team, and you know how you meet already before training camp starts. Uh, you know you meet a month before and you hoop every day and you work out together. And so guys were test trying to test them a little bit and you know foul them a little bit here and there and in their scrimmages and and you can already see that you know, this kid's got something about him. He's got that mm-hmm. swag. He knows how to play. He was he was getting us some N one mixtape passes out of nowhere, and I'm like, oh, he was he was flashing some of the, the the talent. So we were we were we were thinking, man, he's he's going to be a really good player. Mm. But uh, I didn't think he was going to go to that level. <laughs> the pass, mean, right? I mean, he's the, my role with him. I guess we're we're friends. We're we're cool. We're you know, when I'm town, we go to dinners or whatever. Mentor would be a little strong because he mm-hmm. he doesn't really need me. I mean, he's he's as you guys see, he's he plays like a 32 year old veteran. How mm-hmm. he reads the game. How how he carries himself on the court. And uh, I mean, I didn't really, uh, I wish I would love to say I helped him and, and talked to him about <laughs> it, but it's just, the guy just came, he's been a pro since he's like 11 years old. And, and he, that's how he <laughs> plays right. the game. Like there is nothing can rattle him during the game and he just does his thing. And, and, and so his, his development has been incredible. And I didn't think he could get better from year to year, but he's, he's still showing it and uh, I'm super happy for him. So Dirk says all this on the podcast the Up and Smoke podcast. Lucas saw it. And by the way, he commented on Twitter. You know, Twitter has clutch points, paraphrasing Dirk. And Luca just responded, so you guess we friends, huh? <laughs> <laughs> With uh, these emojis of crying and laughing. That's and hilarious. It is interesting, though, to hear Dirk Nowitzki be able to look up and go, I still, I wasn't sure that it would look like Well, you this. know what? He, he said it real bit. Par- listen to what exactly he said. Looking at him, Cause he doesn't look like he could do anything. Cause look, Luke is six foot eight and he's kind of chunky. You yeah. know what I mean? He doesn't look like he's gonna dominate anybody. And I mean that that was the conversation. You saw him do it in mm-hmm. some ways in Spain, and you were like, all right, but is he gonna be able to do that over here? Right. And apparently, I mean, as Dirk was talking out there, they were playing with him like, oh, he's kind of nice, but uh, is it going to look? It, uh, nobody could have imagined that it nobody. looks like this, where you're getting sixty point triple doubles and such. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of, if not the best, offensive players in. The game. Um, another dude who was highly touted going, coming into the pros of his league, T- Trevor Lawrence, uh, in Monday Night Football last night, he yeah, you know buddy. suffered a right high ankle strain against the Bengals. Is Did ultimately you see what that we found slow out. I didn't. I I tend to stay away from uh, replays, injury replays. I don't well, need that. It in wasn't my life. gruesome. Uh, I, what it was is his own guy kind of stepped on his foot. Yikes! And when he stepped on his foot, it kind of bent a little yeah. bit, and then he fell back on it. And it really didn't look that bad. But the way he walked gingerly off the field is like, oh, this is bad. Yeah, and they had him walk all the way to the locker room. I'm surprised they didn't get him like any level of card or whatever. Yeah, for real. Um, Doug Peterson, the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, said he's not going to put a a timetable on Trevor. He said, quote, I'm not going to put him in a box like that, but we'll see how he is in a couple of days. I mean, he might play Sunday. He might, however, a high ankle sprain tends to be like a, a couple of weeks, doesn't it, in order to get yourself back to a good usually place? It usually takes a month. A high ankle sprain, when a traditional high ankle sprain, you need like a couple of, like three or four weeks. But again, and that'll put you right near the end of the season. Yeah. I, again, I know he's a competitor, and it just didn't look that bad. Now, he was in pain, and he, like, he was angry, mad, threw his helmet off, and slammed it into the ground. Are you trying to say they're going to shoot him up? Possibly. Because he's a quarterback, and all he has to do is back up. You know what I say? Back up and then step into the pocket. 
He does not have to run for it. Yeah, but look, man, you talk about they that. They do angle. this all the time. You got to drive. You got to drive. That's where part of where that power comes from, in a way. And so, you know, being able to uh-huh. set your feet and do those things and keeping that pocket clean, because that's that's also one of those places where those pass rushers are trying to get you, uh-huh. trying to catch you by the the shoestrings. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. And um, they know that's the vulnerable bit. Like you out here. What do you mean that's off limits? You out here. What yep. you doing out here? Yep, yep, yep. Um, one more thing before we go here in your headlines on this Tuesday. The NCAA um, proposed the creation of a new subdivision within college football with possibly direct compensation for athletes. Now, that that headline is a little bit... like they're trying to test something. Well, yeah. I mean, one thing to remember about uh, college football is that the NCAA has been kind of under fire when it comes to compensation Mm -hmm. for a while. As it should Um, be. And so what we've been able to see from the decisions that we have gotten and I mean, just kind of like to paraphrase is that it seems like the law at large is, you know, or like the courts are leaning towards the idea uh, that the NCAA's general ethos, the general, um, you know, um, business plan of this is unlawful. It's unlawful. And so they've been tying it up in court all these years because they know it's unlawful. Yes. And so what they're trying to do is find things that keep it anywhere close to where it's been so that they can keep the money flowing while also still appeasing the courts. And this feels like the next step in that way as NCAA President Charlie Barker, or Baker rather, on uh, today proposed the creation of another subdivision within Division I um, that would allow the highest resource schools the ability to compensate athletes through a trust fund and direct NIL licensing. Of course, that's name, image, and like mm-hmm. likeness licensing agreement. So right now, in theory, what you have is private entities outside of the universities being able to, you know, do deals with players for their name, image, and likeness. I uh, likely, you know, something like advertising or, um, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. In theory, that's the way it's supposed to work. In this big instance, money alum getting together. Right. In this instance, what we're basically saying is now, well, maybe the University of Texas or Texas A&M or Oklahoma says, hey, this athlete on our team, we're going to come to agreement with you that we can utilize your name, image, and likeness for this amount of money directly. And let's say it's $2 million. We'll pay that into a trust that then you can utilize. um, And apparently this would be a, quote, enhanced educational trust fund, which would require an investment of at least $30,000 per year for a student-athlete. Uh, for half of the school's eligible athletes. And the idea would be there's no strings attached to that fund and athletes would be free to use that money however they wanted. And this is all just real rigmarole to try and keep it away from just employing them, boys. Because that's what it feels like. Uh-huh. Ultimately, like that's ultimately what this should be. Yeah, you are getting you're getting labor out of them. Mm-hmm. You pay them for their labor. Right. But the as you could tell, the NCAA is bending over backwards to try and keep themselves in a place where they do not have to, in, you know, engage with the idea that these are actual employees that but require some level of actual negotiation uh-huh. of terms of employment. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, they have come up with the idea of, well, what if we create a whole nother division where teams opt into it and then they can sign the names, image, and likeness of these players and pay them, but not directly into it. Tra- and I'm like, guys, you're making this so difficult. Just sign these dudes to contracts, please. They should. But they're, like I said, they're trying to have this little, oh, they're student athletes. Yeah, right. This is 2021. Or excuse me, this is the 21st century. This is not ancient times. And the problem are, is, is like all this TV money would have to start getting split. That's the big I problem. Know. Right. Like with not having to pay the player, all this TV money gets split amongst a few people. Right. Uh-huh. It gets split amongst executives and, or you know, schools and uh-huh. such. 
Now you add you add players who you know are probably going to start demanding a good amount of money as well in order to get to certain places. And there's a a market that means that there's 300 or like there's 100 and some schools that are vying Here's for these so guys. Wild. You know they've Tough. already got some of these thought out. They just have never implemented them or voted on them or they haven't seen the light of day. In other words, they're not caught by surprise. They've just been keeping them in the back room. Well, in some ways, they were caught by surprise because the NCAA is a deeply unserious organization. Very deep. In fact, <laughs> the NIL caught them off guard. To show you how they were. Like, they tried to kick that can so far down the That's road. Right. And the courts ruled, no, they can do an NIL. What? Then it turned into the wild, wild west. There you go. Um, this subdivision would also need to somehow remain compliant with Title IX. So, obviously, you would have to yeah, take do care all of the those smaller things. sports. Yeah, so it is mm-hmm. it is quite an... Uh, elaborate attempt by the NCAA Don't to possibly it's an elaborate scheme <laughs> call it what it is I was trying to give him some credit it's to try scheme. and uh, possibly maybe introduce direct compensation into NCAA uh, athlete relations and such but yeah currently consistently moving closer and closer to making uh, to actually realizing what this always has been um, employment and you can get your uh, deal done by this single handshake with money in that's right. That's right. Just uh, the old good old fashioned way. Don't don't pay attention to that dollar bill within your hand. Right. Uh, it's the you get right see. right. Sorry, it's the get right right here on one oh five three. The fan coming up next. Let's do a little buy or sell. Hey, we'll do it next on the fan. To get right right here on 105.3 The Fan, Reginald Datatula alongside Chris Arnold Got you down. on this Tuesday evening. Appreciate Rodrigo Mendoza for holding down the ones and twos. And thank you for rolling with us on this evening in the Metroplex. Uh, you can always get involved with the program by texting into the truckwreck.com text line. That number is 877-881-1053. Um, I was about to, I don't know, I was like tease forward. Should, is there, should I give you an update on this season tournament? Look, man, let's do what's really important. Let's do a little buy or sell. Now, buy or sell is a very simple game. Um, the rules are very, uh, very, mm-hmm. very easy. Chris, Rodrigo, don't know any of the, the questions ahead of time because that'd be cheating. And uh, really, we're just trying to have a little fun. So on a Tuesday evening, December 5th, 2023, I hope you paid your rent because uh, you late by now. Um, Reggie, C.A., Rodrigo, it's time to do a little buy or sell. You can always get involved. Also, you you get involved as well. Truckbreak.com text line, 877-881-1053. Um, let's start a little sportsy, even though I typically don't stay sportsy in mm-hmm. this segment. However, um, I'm feeling the college football you know, vibes. And we got an interesting um, quote from one. Are you familiar with a uh, Dion Sanders? Does that name ring a bell at all? Coach Prime. Yes. I believe. Yes. They they call him Coach Prime. Have you seen his chain? Which one? Coach Prime's chain. Um, I feel like I have, but I'm trying to remember exactly. It's actually clever. It is a solid gold whistle around his neck. Oh, yes. I thought I, honestly, I wasn't sure if that was a chain or if the, he just golded out a whistle. <laughs> like, is that is it functional? That's the question I want. I to have know. never seen him use it. Okay, fair enough. Like, why? What, what has he got to whistle for? You should know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. He needs right. to get one that says "Play my theme song." 
That's right. That's his. That's his. What he always says. He do be saying that. Um. Well, he went on Good Morning America, Dan Lebitard show, joined Twenty Four Seven Sports's Transfer Portal Palooza show. There's a lot of different appearances. He was on the uh, pregame show here at AT and T Stadium before the Cowboys game on Thursday. Yes, he was in the mm-hmm. building, and I think he was doing that more as in the capacity of former Cowboy. Yes. Now he was doing all these programs in the capacity of Colorado Buffalo head coach. Well, he did say this while he was at AT&T Stadium. Yes, sir. He's looking at the guys on the set, including Richard Sherman, and said, I can use five of you. I can use two of you. I, that's all I need. That's right. He's and Look. Always recruiting. Look, man, uh, he was on ABC, and he was doing that ABC. Always be recruiting. That's right. Um, <laughs> and with that, um, Deion Sanders, you know, talked about various things. However, he also, you know, said that they plan to be in next year's playoff. Yes. That's not that hard. The college football playoff. Quote, spot. I want those problems. Give me those problems, he said. Leaving out of Florida State and of Georgia, that's why I'm glad it's increased next year. And guess who's going to be in? Obviously implying that his Colorado Buffaloes will make the 12-team field of the college football playoff. CA, buy or sell the Colorado Buffaloes making the 2024 college football playoff. I can buy that because of a couple of reasons. Number one, the Pac-12 does not exist anymore. There's a lot of tough teams in that Pac-12 that's last gonna be, year. That's going to be a big 12 team, the Colorado Buffaloes. That's exactly where I'm going. They're going to be in the Big 12 now, and the Big 12 will not have Texas or Oklahoma. Okay. Which makes it a little bit easier. At the same time, I also think the portal is going to be huge for him. It's going to need to be. They don't have very very much coming from um, like you know the prep Exactly. Here's, here's what happens with him. He knows how to market towards kids who are college age. There might be some sports fans who don't buy what he's selling, but it's not about you as a sports fan. Or they don't like the way he coaches. It's not about you and liking the way he coaches. He is selling to the kids he wants to be at his program. And when he gets them there, guess what? They actually learn some values. If you listen to his speeches uh, and they all are broadcast, or excuse me, they all are taped and put on social media. When he speaks to the kids behind closed doors, there's value lessons there, old school value lessons. But when he's trying to recruit, he got the sunglasses on. So I said, bye. Yeah, I, I can see them making one of those 12 spots out of the Big 12. Rodrigo, how you feel on this one? Buy or sell the Colorado Buffaloes making the 12 team college football playoff next season. Uh, all right. So before I even give you my, my buyer sell, oh, Lord. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with like with a with a small like Mexican adage or old adage. My dad used to tell me, "Todo tiene su maña." Right. Everything has its own trick to it. You know, it's, with the move to the Big Twelve, it's 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 gonna have its trick to it to try to win that. Right. And they were four and eight last year. So you're gonna have to add anywhere from six to eight six to eight more wins. Right. To try to potentially get into the playoffs in the twelve team playoff. I'd imagine so. So I think, honestly, I'm going to sell. I, I, I think they're going to improve. I don't think they're going to have four wins again. Maybe three or four oh, more wow. wins. But okay. Three or four more wins than what they did this year. But, yeah, no, definitely sell, unfortunately. All right. But yeah. in the future, though, I, I see it for sure. From the 806, they say sell. Don't always love some of the things Dion does, but him doing that is a genius move. Okay, interesting. Um yeah, y'all keep sending those in. Uh, Loki Joker says Dion is a circus right now, and you know what? Sometimes circuses are entertaining and draw in the people. That's what he's doing. Uh-huh, this, like uh-huh. I said, this is not for your taste. This is for the taste of an eighteen to nineteen year old high school or 
junior well, college. If transfer. it's high school, it ain't really really showing up in the when it comes to the recruiting. But you know, maybe uh, maybe the transfer. Did you see he won the portal back in May? They did a thing who got the most the best talent through the portal. And they said Deion Sanders in Colorado back in May. Yeah, well, I mean, they they did a lot of portaling, and some of that was you know following him. It'll be interesting to see what he can do again. Of course. All we can really do is sit back and sit back and watch how it goes. Nobody can predict how it will go. I, I will say this: when they beat TCU, people are like, "Are they going to go to the college football?" I said, "No. Hopefully, they can get enough to get a, a bowl invitation." I said, "If they get six games, if they win six times, they might be able to do that." They didn't win six; they won, they won four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not going to continue talking about that because uh, you talked about you know sitting back. Well, buy or sell number two, um, this deals with sitting back in a way or laying back in a way as Lucid uh, Dream Startup, a Lucid Dream Startup. You familiar with Lucid Dreaming? Yes. In fact, I almost did a, a sharing thing about oh, Lucid Dreaming. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, apparently that's there's... my favorite dreams, Lucid Dreams. Yeah, where you can kind of still interact. Like it's, you're, mm-hmm. it's less passive, more kind of active in what you're doing here. Well, there's a startup that says the engineers can write code in their sleep. Yeah, man. So the idea is that um, Prophetic, a venture-backed startup company that was founded earlier this year, wants to help workers, you know, keep working in their dreams. So using a headpiece that the company calls a halo, Prophetic says that consumers can uh, induce a lucid dream state, which occurs when obviously the person having a dream is aware that they're sleeping. The goal is to give people control over their dreams so that they can use that time productively. Um, So the most... CA. Mm -hmm. Buy or sell going to work while you're asleep. It's not going to work. It's maximizing those dreams that you have for yourself, for your own profits. Now, you're working for somebody, that's on you. My point is this. It's definitely possible, and it definitely has been done to certain degrees without AI or technology. Where it has happened is you'll hear some of the greatest musicians or writers or people who, who are artistic they will say, I had a dream about that, and I wrote some things down when I woke up. I woke up in the middle of the night, and I was writing notes. I have a pen by my bed. That's part of lucid dreaming. I'm a big fan of lucid dreaming. And, again, if you could stay in that toe, that, that uh, if technology or drugs help you t- stay in that, that uh, frame of mind and be sleep, halfway sleep, more power to you. But, again, if you were smart, you'd maximize it for your own ends and not for – the boss. But I think it's definitely possible. I'm in. Buying. Rodrigo, you trying to work while you sleep? Buy or sell? Sell, 100%. Leave me alone. I'm starting to... <laughs> how are you going to be a great person if you can't maximize your, your thoughts? Like this. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I do love the idea. Like, I, I think you're right, right? Like, this is very grind culture of UCA, which is like, look, man, this is it's more... not even. It's not no, about no, grind. No, it's about you. being... Taking your dreams and making them come true. Sure, no, no. Whatever your dreams are. And you could be a genius. And and that's what I said. There are people who are geniuses. I've read up on all these people who they say, How did I do that? Well, I was asleep and I thought this made sense. And I woke up and I wrote No, I that's hear how you. you do that. I hear to, you. Not to grind to get paid. No, I, no, I, I hear you. I think, but I think also like the idea being, hey, you have this time that you cannot utilize right now because you are sleeping. So find a way to utilize that. And for me, what I'm saying to that is, hey, man, you may, you mean I have to actively work on dreaming too? Like I have to actively guide this dream? You know what I like doing? Laying back and letting this dream happen. To That's cred- what I like. To your credit, CA, my, my, my grandpa, God rest his soul, he, he used to have a, a pen and paper sitting right next to him every night, every night and he used to write on it um, before he went to sleep. My grandma used to annoy the, the mess out of her. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, 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 see, I, see where, I see where you're going with it. But, yeah, no, let me sleep, man.
Let me get these Z's. Man, <laughs> you, leave, leave me alone. And you, yes, you can. But again, for those who want to sure. maximize their dreams, I'm talking about the things that you said. I dreamed of making whatever, whatever the technology it is. You said, I dreamed of that. Why didn't I do it? Well, this is the way to do that. Um, also, buy or sell that this will actually work. Anybody? Like the Halo product that they are, because again, this is a startup that was founded this year and they are making big claims. How many times have we seen a startup that is founded and they're like, look, we are going to give you the world. All we need is more venture capital. Like you, you <laughs> I, I, I am entirely selling the idea that they're even able to make this happen. Like this just feels like these are the dreams that we sell while we're trying to get this company popping. <laughs> yeah, call me a salesman in this segment because I'm selling that too. Very good, very good. Uh, let's move it too. along to things that have nothing to do with sales and nothing to do with sleep unless you talk about getting knocked out. Because uh, <laughs> today um, in Canada, or Canada as I like to call it sometimes, a fugitive kangoo, kangaroo, I don't know why I said kangoo, but a fugitive kangaroo spent four days on the run in Canada and was caught by police yesterday. Was it four days on the run or four days on the hop? That's right. That's right. Absolutely. You know what? You're right. Let me go ahead and adjust that. Spent four days on the hop in Canada, <laughs> was caught by police on Monday, but- Did he not, put up a fight? Not before he managed to punch an officer <laughs> right, in the face. <laughs> he did In put up a the fight. face. <laughs> right? Not just like in the yeah. gut, in the face. Uh, apparently, there's a Durham in Canada. Durham Regional Police Service uh, said that it received an unlikely call from a member of the public yeah. claiming to have seen a kangaroo hopping around in Oshawa, 40 miles east of Toronto. The kangaroo had escaped while being transferred between zoos and was okay. spotted hopping down the side of the highway <laughs> by bewildered motorists who shared videos on social media. Ultimately, officers were dispatched. Um, and they were briefed the best way on on how to subdue a kangaroo. You grab it by the tail, apparently. Round one. Fight. Right, 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 right. Um, accordance yeah, with the best practices by the, by the so handlers, yeah. the officers just actually grabbed it by the tail. They were able to safely keep it detained in the areas. Only one of the officers was struck in the face during the apprehension, but he'll be just fine, and we won't we won't continue the investigation. They put a microphone up to the kangaroo, and this is what he was saying. Put him up, put him up, put him up. <laughs> we made the kangaroo scrappy-doo. Buy or sell. <laughs> yeah, scrappy-doo. <laughs> buy or sell um, having to try and wrangle a kangaroo. Would, would, you, would you do it if they were like, look, man, I will tell you how to do it. You got to go get this kangaroo, though. I'm the kind of person that would try it. Oh, you buying that? Yes, I would. I ain't scared of nothing. I feel like a kangaroo would break your, break your clavicle. He probably would, but that still means I'll still try because you just told me how to do it. You just got to get the tail. The trick is how to get around that tail. See, you know what you know what that is, though? He sits on the tail most of the time. That's right. That's right. And that's that's where he gets his power when he tries to kick you in the clavicle. Um, but <laughs> you, know, you know what this feels like? It's like just grab him by the tail, which is like, hey, I'm trying to fight Mike Tyson. How you do it? Just punch him in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds, sounds great. Sounds so easy. Like, I, I think you, you did a great job telling me what it is. Uh, you did not prepare me for how difficult the task was. Right. And so I'm selling the idea of trying to wrangle a kangaroo never, not once. That's a great answer. Not once. <laughs> not going to give it an How effort. you beat Mike Tyson? Just hit him in the face. That's, I mean, I imagine <laughs> technically that is correct. That's I feel like there's do. more steps, though. Yeah. Right? It's like, have you ever, have you ever like, looked up a recipe online, and then you're like, it's only three steps, and one of the steps is like, preheat the oven, and uh, and and mix the mix the ingredients and uh, line the pan and put it in the oven. It's like that's not one step, right? And that's what it feels like. It's like, hey man, just grab it by the tail. No, I feel like there's more involved here. There's more than just grab it by the tail. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, I guess that's how we play a little buy or sell <laughs> here on the it. Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. Uh, coming up next, it's just uh, time for the final call. We'll do it next on the Fan.
This segment of the Get Right is brought to you by Classic Chevrolet. Classic Chevrolet is leading the way to finish the year number one in America. They're racing hard with year-end savings on over 400 Silverados. Shop them all at ClassicChevrolet.com. This is Texas. This is Classic Chevrolet. Find new roads and relax and enjoy the difference. The Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Atatula here with you alongside the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. Appreciate Rodrigo Mendoza for... Hang with us and holding us down the ones and twos. And thank you for riding with us all the way through from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. right here on 105.3 The Fan. Uh, tomorrow evening, it'll be myself and Blake Elliott, the fan phenom winner, um, on the program. And we'll get started at 8 as tomorrow you will be hosting Cowboys Crosstalk at 7. No, I'm not. You're not hosting it? Bobby Belt is. I have a Mavericks game. Oh, the wow, NBA I forget. Have, yes. They have added a game. That's right. Because of the uh, the in-season tournament, the way that that's, that works, the Mavericks are hosting the Utah Jazz tomorrow evening as also the, your stars are on the road facing off against the Florida Panthers. So you've, we're going to have an active DFW Sports mm-hmm. Night as opposed to this DFW Sports Night, which was a nice, a nice passive, you know, chill evening. Yeah. So it'll be Bobby Belt with Nate Newton on the Cowboys crosstalk, and then you guys – Take over. Well, that should be a delight. I'm uh, very interested to hear that. Of course, we'll have you covered here on your home of the Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan. We're also your home of the Texas Rangers. And on Thursday, I want to remind you that there's an opportunity to get yourself uh, some, a single home t- or some select home game tickets uh, for the Rangers next season in 2024. All you got to do is take a toy to Globe Life Field on hey, Thursday from holidays. 4 to 7 p.m. There's the ticket for toys Toy Drive, hosted by John and Jacqueline Gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to that lovely family. Yeah, um, they were at the uh, Jared Sandler's deal on Sunday. Absolutely, and they they were John delights. Gray. They were great mm-hmm. talking to everybody, letting folks Marcus get Simeon pictures. and his kids. Another one of those. In fact, Marcus Simeon is such a, a nice dude. He was just standing around, like, hanging out. like, yep. And people just started to form a line. And he was, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that everybody felt, felt the love. Um, so, but, yes, Jacqueline John Gray are making sure to have a toy drive. That is Thursday, December 7th. Uh, 4 to 7 p.m., Globe Life Field. Go ahead, drop a toy off, uh, receive a ticket for a select 2024 Texas Rangers home game. You'll hear uh, the G-Bag Nation. They'll be broadcasting live That's right. from Globe Life Field on Thursday. So another a way that you can go ahead and give back in this holiday season. Um, and get right, out to Globe Life Field. Absolutely. Take always a look around. Always fun to be at the home of the World Series champions. Ain't that right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's the final call right here on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. Um, something that I kind of found interesting, although let me start by giving you kind of an update on some of the uh, the sports that happened today. And I know one of the big things that was happening today was the the second part of the quarterfinals of the in-season tournament. Uh, we had some basketball going on, and the Milwaukee Bucks handed the Knicks a very hefty uh, L in the quarterfinals uh, in that quarterfinal yeah, I believe it's the third play, quarterfinal man. game no he does not um, 146 to one tw- or yeah 146 to 122 in that game oddly enough Giannis isn't the leading scorer in that one it's Julius Randle who has one of the good games sometimes he has the good game and the bad game Dallas is on this is the good game absolutely um, 41 points 6 rebounds 5 assists but that is not bested by Giannis out of token balls 35 points 10 assists 8 rebounds and that helped um the Knicks breeze to a 146-122 win. Currently in L.A., in mm-hmm. who they would be facing off against uh, in the semifinals of the in-season tournament, it's the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Lakers. Currently, Phoenix leads 71-70 to midway through the third quarter. And so 
that tournament continues on um, right now. And have you enjoyed this tournament as it's going along? Yeah, to a degree. And again, I've always been for it. I think uh, most NBA fans would get more on board with it once they see it happen once. And I also think had they just called it the NBA Cup, people could keep up with it better as opposed to the in-season tournament. What does that mean? And then having to go through the uh, mental gymnastics of saying, oh, yeah, that's what that is. Oh, that's why the courts look like that special course. I think there's a lot of, in this day and age, you know, people like to be clever and have little social media lines. I just think wait till they play it and whoever wins the NBA Cup, all of a sudden you're going to see more people next year on board for it. Yeah. Um, and you seem, the players seem to be going all out for it. And really, more importantly, the home teams um, in this quarterfinal round have really gotten behind it. Oh, I know yeah. uh, Gamebridge Fieldhouse in Indiana, um, they were really excited for that game between the Pacers, the Pacers and the Celtics. And I mean, I guess. And just, Pacers won, by the way. Right. It's a regular season game, national yep. TV between two good teams. And it's just, there's a little bit of added stakes. Um, and the tournament happens this weekend coming up. In Vegas. Way, in Las yeah, Vegas. I'm actually interested to see how that. Fan, like how that fan interaction is because you got home games in these ones with some stakes. So you have people that are invested in the home team in particular. Vegas is more neutral site, and I'm interested to see how people, if people go up for those games and what the energy and environment is. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I would think there should be a lot of interest. I'm sure the NBA was selling tickets for it and having the corporate sponsors buy in. Yeah, but you know, you know the difference. You covered many Super Bowls. That mm-hmm. corporate, when you get a corporate sponsor game, it's, the environment's different. It's just dead. And so, obviously, I think the, the final will be bigger, but the semi, the two semifinals ahead of it, I'm interested in seeing how those go. Um, what I'm also interested in seeing was this was something that um, we saw that happened today that I think will be really interesting, where apparently um, the Hall of Fame um, in Cooperstown, the MLB Hall of Fame, is set to honor Negro League's East-West All-Star Game this year. Nice. So the traditional format of the Nat- Negro League's East-West All-Star Game will be revived in the spring when the National Baseball Hall of Fame hosts a tribute to the one-time fixture with the Legends exp- Exhibition in Cooperstown. I know CC Sabathia mm-hmm. is trying to rehab um, his shoulder to maybe be able to pitch in this game. Um, so it's going to be Memorial Day weekend, that game. Um, it was announced during the winter meetings uh, today. And it'll be played at Doubleday Field in Cooperstown on May 25th, 2024. And will feature uh, the likes of Ken Griffey Jr., Ozzie mm-hmm. Smith. Uh, oh, sorry, those guys will manage. They're not getting out of the field. I was about to say. I was about to say, that'd, be, out there that'd be crazy. However, team captains NBA will no be. More. Right. Team captains will be CC Sabathia and Chris Young. There you go. And you know what's coming up here in next summer. The uh, Major League Baseball All-Star Game will be in Arlington at Globe Life Field. And they will be having the HBCU uh, Classic. Yeah. There. And that's the idea courtesy of Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, man. It's it's going to be – it's great to see baseball really try and embrace um, – like one, the Negro leagues, the history that mm-hmm. is very valuable in baseball at large. That's right. And then two, like they're obviously trying to really ingratiate themselves more with um, Black and African American players, um, as we've seen those numbers kind of dwindle a little bit. However, players that are scheduled to appear include uh, Tim Beckham, Prince Fielder, mm-hmm. Curtis Granderson, Adam Jones, Dontrell Willis, Ryan Howard, Tony Gwynn Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just some really great baseball names. Um, that'll be able to come together and appreciate this uh, this honor to the Negro League's East-West All-Star Game. That'll work. So I'm I think that'll be fun. It's a cool mm-hmm. thing that we've another cool thing that we've gotten out of uh, the major leagues uh, winter meetings. Um, let's see. Oh, 
something else I wanted to mention that's also when it comes to baseball and out of the uh, out of the MLB winter meetings. Um, something that the Rangers used to have to focus on a lot, which is the uh, MLB draft lottery. Mm-hmm. Now they don't have to worry about that. Why do they? Why don't they have to worry about that? Why? Because they won the World Series. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. The first overall pick uh, in the 2024 MLB amateur draft is actually going to go to the Cleveland Guardians. They only had a two percent chance of winning this uh, number one pick, but they do in fact win it, and it's their first time in franchise history that they that they got this. Um, so. It'll be the Reds picking second. And the reason why I bring this up in part is, one, just I wanted to, another reason to mention that the Rangers don't have to worry about that because they won the World Series. But also because the draft will be held in Arlington, Texas on July 14th. Is, and so. That's right. That's right. All this stuff is coming, man. There it you is go. something. It's, this is becoming a baseball town, Josh Hamilton. There you go. Look, I know damn well the way that, the way that, uh, that was taken – was really f- offensive to a lot of folks, and mm-hmm. they're really the, Arlington is really settling in, and the DFW in North Texas is really settling in, in a big way, mm-hmm. in no short order because the Rangers won the World Series. I don't get tired of saying that. Do you get tired of saying that? No. In fact, I I remember all year long the uh, yeah they answered the phones over there, first place Texas Rangers. Now they for the next year, World Series champion Texas mm. Rangers may I help you. That's fun. Um. We've talked a lot about the way that Dak Prescott's playing lately. Mm-hmm. Um, some updated odds, and this is from uh, Ben MGM. Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy are co-favorites for the MVP uh, MVP futures, I believe. Um, and so Dak Prescott is a plus three hundred. Brock Purdy is a plus three hundred. Jalen Hurts sits at a plus. 400. So I imagine this game, obviously, I think a lot of people anticipated that this game would matter a good amount when we start talking about oh, yeah. uh, the MVP uh, discussion, especially as it continues to be a quarterback award. Yeah, but John Machado kind of broke it down best on G-Bag today. Yep. He said, I don't think it's going to be Purdy because they'll say, hey, he's got help with Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuels. They'll look at whoever wins the NFC East, either Hurts or Dak will be your MVP. Yeah, and uh, for Dak Prescott, I think anybody who is trying to detract from him can obviously look at the fact that the play has been incredible, but the thing that they could pay maybe talk about is against who. And I think Philadelphia offers you an opportunity to put a real fun, uh, uh-huh. a real fun, uh, stat point on and that one. Buffalo and Miami and Detroit. It's going to be a fun stretch and it starts with Philadelphia on Sunday. We'll continue to get you ready for that tomorrow. Uh, you want to make sure that you stay turned on. And leave it on Tolo. right here on 105 through the fan. Sean and RJ will take you uh, starting at 5.30 in the morning. That'll take you all the way through the day. We'll join you at 8 p.m. tomorrow. Myself and Blake Elliott for Chris Arnold and Rodrigo Mendoza. This has been the Get Right on 105 through the fan. We appreciate you rocking with us on this evening, and we'll catch you tomorrow. You be easy. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.